Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a brand new Sunday morning, May the 23rd, 2021. We're still talking about the family. May is our month of family. Praise God. Father, we thank you again for the opportunity to share your word this morning. We ask, Lord, that wisdom be granted unto us by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, understanding be given unto us by the Holy Spirit. And all trials be made available to us, God, that your word will do its work in our lives and show us how to live better than we were yesterday. Thank you because it is written that the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. By the reason of your word this morning, God, let your light shine through us and show us what to do. How what we do not know, Lord, by your word, show us and teach us and grant us the grace to be able to do and live by that which you've heard in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you again in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, in this month, we've been studying the father and his family. We've finished around that for two sessions, two Sundays. The father and his family. Today, we want to talk about the mother and her family. Praise God. The mother and what? The mother and her family. Praise God. The mother and her family. He said the family is not complete without a mother. The family is what? You're not writing. Right to. The family is not complete without a mother. A mother is a great influence in the family. A mother is a great influence in the family. And because of that, a mother is many things. How many things? A mother is how many things? Many things. Mother is many things. Praise God. That's why they celebrate Mother's Day. A mother is many things. So we're going to take a look at some of the things that a mother is. Number one, a mother is a woman. Not a man. A mother is number one. A mother is a woman, not a man. She's a woman because she's taken out of the man. So a mother who is a woman is an extension of the man within the family. Praise God. A mother is what? First of all, is what? A mother is first of all a woman. A mother is first of all, just like a man, a father is a man. Remember we said a father is a man. The same way we say a mother is a woman. Praise God. A mother is a woman. Mother is a woman. Praise God. That's number one. Number two. Number two. A woman is a wife. A, wo a mother is a wife. A mother is a wife. Praise God. A woman is a wife, a woman, a mother is a wife. It is true. Not every woman is a wife. Every woman is not a wife. Praise God. The same way every man is not a father. Every woman is not a wife. The same way every man is not a father. To be a wife means... To come under authority of a husband. What does it mean to be a wife? It means to come under authority. To be a wife, wife, 
equals to come under authority. Come under authority. Authority. Of a husband. Authority. Come under authority of a husband. Praise God. That's what it means to be a wife. To be a wife means to come under authority of a husband. That's what, so you can be a woman without being a wife. But if you want to be a wife, it means to come under authority of a man who is a husband. A woman who does not want to be under authority of a man should not seek to be a wife. Do you hear what I said? A woman who does not want to be under authority of a husband or a man should not seek to be a wife. In other words, she should not marry or be attached to a husband. Some people don't want to be under anybody's authority. That's okay. That's not a problem. So if that is your mindset, don't seek to be married. Don't marry. You don't have to marry. But if you choose to marry, it means to be under authority. We have said that a mother is many things. Number one, a mother is a woman and not a man. The mother is a wife. Praise God. A wife. Number three thing a mother is, a mother who is a wife is a helpmate. A, a, a mother who is a wife is a helpmate. I want to show you something this morning. She is a helpmate. Look at this person. She's a helpmate. Not help. Helpmate, not helpmate. There's a difference. She's a helpmate, not necessarily a helpmate. She can help as a mate, but she's primarily a helpmate. Let's look at the scriptures and see what the Bible said about it because see, there's a difference between meat and met. Before we read the scripture, let me show you what meat means. The Bible says the woman is a helpmate. What does it mean? Meat simply means appropriate. Meat means appropriate. Suitable. Meat is equal to meat means appropriate. Suitable. Means what? Appropriate. Suitable. Having sufficient capacity. Having sufficient means appropriate, it means suitable, it means what? Having sufficient or the required, sufficient or the required, required properties, required properties, required properties. For required properties, Praise God. It has what? Required properties for a certain purpose. Property for a certain 
setting purpose. That's what meat means. Meat means appropriate, it means suitable, it means what? Having sufficient, having, suf having what? Sufficient what? Having what? Sufficient or the required, having sufficient or required properties for a certain purpose. That's what it means to be meat. Something is meat. It also means to to fit. It means to fit to a purpose. To fit. To fit to a purpose. See something fit. Fit. Fit to purpose. It also means to. So when you say something is fit, fit for a purpose. Fit for a purpose. Fit for. Okay. Fit for a. for purpose. That's what meat means. Or up to standard. Now see explaining meat. Up to standard. When say something is, is meat means up to standard. Up to standard. Up to standard. Now this is important. Because when the Bible says meat, you need to understand what it's talking about. Praise the Lord. Now what is a mate? M-A-T-E. What's a mate? A mate is a colleague, an associate, a friend, or a partner. That's a mate. Praise God. A mate is an, is, an, is an associate. We said the wife is or the woman is a helpmate. Not necessarily a helpmate. The primary purpose is to be a help mate. Now we said mate means what? A colleague. Mate. Colleague. Associate. Mm -hmm. Partner. Friend. Now we normally talk about classmate. I mean? Schoolmate, a colleague in the office. Praise God. Those are your mates. Classmate, schoolmate, clubmate, roommate. Praise God. These are your mates. They are your colleagues. They are your contemporaries. They may not necessarily be your helpmates. They may be your friends, but they may not, be, they may not qualify to be your wife. Praise God. Now, so why is it important? Let's take a look at the scripture. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 2 and read and understand and see because if we don't go back to the beginning, we may not be able to know what uh, God had in mind on that. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Read 18 and I read verse 18 and 20. In verse 18, Bible says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man that the man be alone. He said, the Lord God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him an help meet for him. Make him what? An help meet for him. Make him an help meet for him. 
Praise God. Verse 20. It says, And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. There was no help meet for Adam. And so God said, He was going to make a mistake. Praise God. He didn't say there was no mate. He said, meat. Praise God. So, the primary purpose of God in bringing the woman to the man was to fit into the assignment that God had already given to him. That's why it's a purpose. A help meet for him. For the purpose where God has created him, that was a help for him. That was a help meet for that assignment. Meet. Structure. Designed to fit into that purpose. Praise God. Help me. Praise God. To perform the function. Help me is superior to help mate. Help me is superior to what? Help mate. Take note of that. Don't forget to write that. Help me is superior to help mate. Help me is superior to help mate. What people are looking for today are simply help meet. They are not looking for help meet. Help meet is what many people are looking for. Help meet. Help meet is superior to help meet. Help meet is superior to help meet. If there's anything you miss from this teaching, don't forget this. Help meet is superior to help mate. I explain to you the difference between help meet and help mate. Help meet is about purpose. An already determined purpose, you fit into it. Praise God. Take note of this. The woman was not given to the man, that is Adam, to help Adam to provide for the needs in the family or in the home. Praise God. You know, they normally say that the man is to provide for the home. Abi? You know what they said? Good. Now, when Adam, when Eve was given to Adam, what was Eve going to provide? Nothing. Why? In the garden, in the garden, remember, everything Adam and Eve needed, God has already provided for it. So what was Adam Eve going to provide? The food they need to eat, the atmosphere was there because God planted a garden conducive and comfortable and placed two of them there. Praise God. They had no need for material things. They had no need for clothes. They had no need for shoes. They have no need to pay rent. They have no need to uh, build house. So everything, they, they have no need for water. Everything has been provided. The air, everything has been provided. So the man, the, the, the Adam, uh, Eve was not given to Adam so that Adam can provide for her. Because there was nothing to provide. God has already provided for everything. It's not true. In the beginning, it's important to know how it was in the beginning because people say that the wife is given to the man so that the man can provide for him. That is not the scripture. Praise God. Because already that is needed has been taken care of by God. Now, the reason why the woman came is to fulfill the purpose and the assignment that God had given to Adam. What was the assignment? What assignment? What assignment? 
is it that they already had? Praise God. They have an assignment. What was the assignment that God gave to Adam? What was it? Take care of the garden. Thank you, my dear. Now, the purpose and assignment that God gave to Adam was to, to procreate, to keep, and to maintain the garden. To procreate. It is this assignment that the woman came to help to meet. Praise God. To do what? To help to meet. To take care of the garden. To help procreate. To carry out this assignment because the animals cannot do it. Remember what we have read in verse 19, which we did not read. The Bible said that God brought all the animals and Adam gave them names. After Adam had given them names and each of them, the, the name they answered also became the assignment they were going to fulfill in their own time. So, and after giving all that, there was none found for Adam. And said, oh, this man doesn't have a, a mate. This man doesn't have somebody to help him fulfill the assignment I've given to him. Therefore, I'm going to give him what? A help mate. That fit in into the assignment I have given to him. Praise God. So God said, okay, let's do it. Now, this is important for you to know. Eve was to help Adam to meet the assignment that God gave to him. Praise God. As I said, this is important for us so you can, the, 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 the intention of God in bringing Eve was to help him to fulfill the assignment that God has already given, which is different from what we have in the world today. The intention of God is different from the intention of the world. When the man and his wife sinned and were driven out of the garden, you know they sinned, Abby? You know they sinned, they were driven out of the garden. Eh? They lost their job. What was the job? Of keeping the garden. Yeah, they lost the job because they were driven, they are no longer in the garden. So they lost the job. So they lost also their provisions. They lost also their what? Provisions in the garden. Therefore, thereafter, both of them had to work hard to provide for themselves. Praise God. They had now had to work hard to provide for their family together. Two of them had to work. Two of them had to labor. Two of them had to struggle to be able to provide for their children that were not even born at that time. Praise God. So it is not the sole responsibility of the man, that is the husband, to provide for the family. and the, That is the woman and the wife. Praise God. After all, the responsibility to provide and to keep the garden of the family became a joint responsibility. After the fall, to do what? The responsibility to provide for the family became what? Joint. That's two of them have to do it. Praise God. Because in the beginning, there was nothing to provide. So everybody, they were just enjoying themselves. So because two of them sinned, two of them have to also bear responsibility of providing for themselves. Because they were driving out. God provided clothes for both of them, Abby, at the beginning. So then henceforth, they will have to be able to provide clothes for themselves. Praise God. Now, there's this teaching that people we have around us and it's been going around for a long time that it is the responsibility of the man or the husband to provide for his family, for his wife. Is it not true? When you see people who want to marry, a woman will say, I want to marry somebody who will take care of me. Praise God. You do what? The person you want to take care of also needs somebody to take care of him. Because all of you are fallen people. <laughs> the man you want to take care of 
you want to take care of. You're also looking for someone to take care of you. Praise God. He has problems too. You too have a problem. You want to carry your problem, put it on somebody's head. The person you're putting your trouble on his head, he has a problem. Who is he going to put it on his head? Praise God. Now, people who teach these things, they take it from the scripture. We're going to look at because they have they have the scripture to prove it. Let's take a look at um, the book of Timothy, Second Timothy. You know, we read Timothy first before. Let's go back to Second Timothy. Because that's in the teach. They also take it from the Bible. So let's see what the, the Bible says there. Second Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Are you writing or you're pulling something? Eh? Where's your own Bible? You don't have Bible. So why are you not using your Bible? Praise God. Second Timothy chapter number 5. Let's read verse 8. Second Timothy chapter number 5. This is the scripture that people use to emphasize and insist that it is a responsibility of the man or the husband to provide for his family. Is it first Timothy or second Timothy? First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 5. Verse 8. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 8. Look at what it says. But if any provide not for his own, for his own, especially for those of his own house, he had denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Let me read one more time. It says, if any, if any provide not for his own, for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he had denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Now they read this scripture and they said, in fact, somebody said, if any man, even though the Bible does not say any man, they even say, if any man provide not for his family, is worth an infidel. Now the Bible does not say, if any man. The Bible says, if any. The context of this scripture, when you read it from verse 2, it talked about how widows in the church are to be taken care of. If you read from chapter two, verse 2, it talked about if a woman is a widow, how the members of his family, her family should take care of her. If she has children, the children should take care of her. If she don't have children, the church, if she's a widow actually, as Bible says, maybe she's from 60 and above, the church can take care of her and admit her and be a full-time widow so that the church can be taken care of her. But if she has children, the children, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. If she has children, the children should take responsibility for taking care of their widow, who is their mother. And he said, this is the law, this is, this, that's the context of the scripture. And I says, if any, that is, if any family where they have children and they don't take care of their widow, that family is regarded, or those children are regarded as more than an infidel. Praise God. Now, people will say, but he says his own, his own. You forget also to remember that the Bible was written in the male, written with he as the basis, male. The Bible was written with the male gender in, in focus. He. It's just like saying, the Bible says, if a man, except a man be born again, huh, he shall not see the kingdom of God. Can we also, does it mean that women will not be born again? Except a man be born of God. That's what it says. Can we also say that what the Bible is saying there is only talking about men, not women. When the Bible says he is not talking about as per man, in this place because as i said in proper english and construction you don't begin to say he and he he and she there's no place in the bible said by he and she whenever it has to do 
with generation of your humanity, he uses he to represent humanity. He doesn't say he and she. But where he wants to talk about specifically about the, the female, he mentions them by name. But the context of the scripture here is talking about widows. How widows are to be taken care of. And if anyone, that's why I say if any, any family where they don't take care of their widows as they ought to, if any does not do that, that family or whoever is that within the context of male gender which the Bible is written is regarded as what an infidel. It has what abandoned the faith. Praise God. The scripture did not say if any man or if any husband. It did not say if any man or if any husband because the context of the scripture is about how widows should take care of their how families should take care of their widows and not about husband looking after his family. Now this scripture has been used to destroy many families. Many men have died before their time because of this scripture. Many women have become widows before their time because of this scripture. Because they have been used in the wrong context. Used to um, tell people that you cannot take care of your family, therefore you are worse than infidel. And people take that out of context. Some people have died because they were trying to make sure that they fulfill a scripture that does not apply to them. Praise God. Why did I explain that? It's important for you to know. Now, number four thing that a mother is, a mother is a nurturer. Nurturer. Nurture. To nurture. A mother is a nurturer. Now, there's a difference between what we believe in the world and what the Bible says. The world might believe many things or interpret many things, but what is our basis of faith is the word of God. The word of God in context is what saves us. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. A mother is what? Is a nurturer. Nurture. Nurturer. A mother is a nurturer. Someone who nurtures. A mother nurtures. She's like a nurse. A mother is like a nurse. A nurse. It, it gives tender care. Where the father is busy, mother is tender, gives tender care. Praise God. A mother does what? Gives what? Tender care. You're not writing again. Your Bible is not writing. Your book, your pencil is not writing. Remove that thing from your hand. Praise God. A mother is what? A nurse. Like, and she gives what? Tender care. A mother nourishes. She nourishes. Nourishes. That's what, these are aspects of nurturing. She nourishes. She nourishes. How does she nourish? Providing the things that are needed. The quality of food that we eat. To nourish. Mother nourishes. Praise God. She nourishes. And what does it mean? She supplies what is needed for a healthy life. She supplies what is needed for healthy life. In terms of the quality of food that we eat, she makes sure that those things are needed for healthy life. She supplies it. She supplies it. healthy life. Praise God. That is the thing that the mother does. A mother feeds. 
She feeds the family. Good nourishment. She educates the children. She educates. A mother educates. A mother does what? Educates. I see your mom educating you every day. The kitchen, she not do this. How you dress, how you walk, how you must not do this, how you must not. She educates you. How you do your hair? Ah, why you not? Why didn't you bath your hair? Why didn't you bath? Have you bathed? It gets you. Praise God. Sometimes the father may not remember, but because of the way the mother is, she will remember to tell you, "You have not bathed today. Have you? Why have you not bathed?" Praise God. A mother influences the environment. She makes the environment appropriate for growth and development. A mother makes the environment appropriate for growth and development. A mother, that's why she's, she's, she makes the environment. All these things are part of nurturing. All these I'm saying, they're all part of nurturing. It's a nurturing aspect of the mother. She makes the environment appropriate for, makes the environment, environment, of course, remember, the environment we are talking about here is family environment. I hope you know. Everything we are talking about, we are talking about within the family environment. She makes the environment appropriate. Appropriate for our growth. For growth and development. This my marker has finished. She makes the environment appropriate for growth and development. Praise God. That's what a mother does. She can also make the environment inappropriate. She can fire up the environment that nobody can grow. She can do it. She has a power. So a mother is a nurturer. Praise God. A mother is what? A nurturer. So she can make the environment appropriate for growth and what? Development. A mother also nurtures seed. She nurtures what? Seed. She nurtures seed. Praise God. A mother nurtures seed. But I think again, all this about nurturing, the number eight, five thing that a mother is, a mother is a vision A vision runner. Number five. A mother is a vision runner. The father bears the vision. The mother runs with the vision. The father carries the vision. The mother runs with the vision. A mother is a vision runner. Praise God. Vision what? A mother is a vision runner. Vision. Vision runner. The mother is a vision runner. If the mother is not running with the vision, then something is wrong. A mother is a vision. The father bears the vision. The mother runs with the vision. She is a vision. She is a vision or purpose amplifier. She amplifies the vision. She does what? She amplifies the vision. Who is the vision bearer? The father. The father is the vision bearer. The mother is the vision runner. When in the Garden of Eden, God gave the vision to Adam. That what I want you to do, don't eat this. Don't do this. 
Then when the woman came, Adam told the Eve, this is what God told us to do. She's supposed to run with that vision, but she scuttled the vision. Supposed to run with the vision. Ah, this is what they told us not to do. We cannot do it because they told us not to do this. But she threw the vision away and all of us are suffering. Praise God. So a mother is a vision runner. A mother can drop the vision. When she's supposed to run with it, she can drop it. So she doesn't want to run with it. And if she does that, then there's a problem. Number six, a mother is a burden supporter. Remember we said last week that the, uh, a father is a burden bearer. So a mother is a burden supporter. The father bears the burden, the mother supports to carry the burden. Carry the burden. Just like Moses was standing on, on the mountain and he, he had two uh, uh, servants. Burden supporter, not bearer. Burden supporter, carry. Burden supporter, praise God. The father is the burden bearer, the mother is the burden supporter. Number seven thing, the mother is. Number seven. Okay. A mother is the queen of the family. Praise God. Mother is what? The queen of the family. And being a queen, she's supposed to be treated with dignity, respect, and honor. How? Dignity, respect, and honor. The mother is what? The queen of the family. The queen of the family. Praise God. The mother is who? So there's a way queens can themselves. Praise God. That's number seven. Mother is what? The queen of the family. Number eight thing. Eight. 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 The mother is a manager of resources. Manager. The mother is a manager. Manager of resources. The, the father is the vision, visioner, or leader. The father is the leader. The mother is the manager. Because you have leaders and managers. Praise God. The father is the leader. Is leader. The leader. The mother is the manager. Manager of what? Resources. The manager of what? Resources. The man is the leader. The woman is the manager of resources. Resources, details. Now, a mother's influence extends to her children and her husband. A mother's influence extends to who? The children and the husband. A mother's what? Influence extends to the children and the husband. A mother's influence could be positive or negative. The same way we talk about irresponsible fathers. That's the same way we also have what? Irresponsible mothers. Praise God. There are what? Irresponsible mothers. For example, we have absentee mothers. Absentee mothers who are more interested or more committed to their career growth. They are more committed to their business, to their career, than to raising up their families. They can give their families to mates, to other people too, and then they go about and pursue their career. They are more interested in their career than in their families. So we call them what? Absentee mothers. The same way we have absentee fathers, we also have absentee mothers. 
There are also abusive mothers. Abusive. Number two. Abusive mothers. The same way we have abusive fathers, we have abusive mothers. The way fathers abuse is different from the way mothers abuse. Praise God. The way fathers abuse is often different from the way mothers abuse. So mothers who abuse their husbands, who treat them badly, and also oppress them. There are mothers who oppress their husbands. Praise God. Who want to dominate their husbands. Who want to be the head and the leader instead of being the manager. So the second one is the mothers that are, you see it here now, abusive mothers. The first one is what? Absentee mothers. They also abuse their children and also abuse those that live with them. They abuse with words. They can also abuse physically. Abusive mothers. The same way there are abusive husbands, the same way there are or abusive fathers, the same way there are abusive wives, mothers. There are also cantankerous mothers. Yes. What did I say? Cantankerous mothers. Anyway, bless. You're afraid of that one. Write it too, so you can. Cantankerous. Cantankerous mothers. No, I hope none of you becomes a cantankerous mother. <laughs> cantankerous. Cantankerous. Because there are like cantankerous children produced by cantankerous mothers who are ill-tempered, who are cranky. They are cranky. Cantankerous mothers are cranky. They are irritable. That means they are cranky. They crack. <laughs> they are irritable. They are irritable. Small things don't irritate. Small things irritate them. They are irritable. Praise God. Irritable people like that. Cantankerous mothers. Praise God. Now there's this saying that if you want to marry a girl, go and check the mother. You gotta do what? Check the mother. Why? Because most girls take after their mother. Most. There could be exceptions. So if you don't like what you see in the mother, please, because if you don't like what you see in the mother, it may show up in the daughter. Praise God. Now, this is not absolute because some cases it will not be like that. So it is your responsibility to be sure that what you have seen in the mother, it may appear in the daughter. Praise God. You know why? Because daughters stay close to their mother. They learn the way their mother talk. They learn the way their mother cook. The way they learn their mother dress. They learn the way their mother do their hair. So most times they begin to do as their mothers. So if the mother is lazy and does not cook, be sure that the girl will also be lazy and not cook. And you starve. Praise God. So, like I said, even though it's not always the same, but most times this is the situation. Praise God. Now, the society we live in is in need of mothers. We, we are in need of what? Mothers. Real mothers. Motherhood is one of the greatest needs in our society today. Motherhood. 
Society needs mothers because it is the mothers that can effectively nurture the society. Remember to say that mothers are nurturers. They nurture and they groom. Praise God. When you see children who are not nurtured, who are not well groomed, check out their mother. Or who adults who are not well nurtured, not groomed, check their mother. Praise God. Lack of motherhood nurturing is the reason the church and the society has gone off track. Lack of what? Motherhood nurturing is the reason why the church, because the church is like a, a, a family, yes, is the reason why the church and the society has gone off track. When you see young girl dressing anyhow, check out their mother. Check out their mother. How does their mother dress? Or when they were dressing like that, what did their mother tell them? When you see girl who paint anyhow, I'm not saying that painting is not good. If they paint anyhow, check out their mother. So what did their mother tell them when they are painting like that? When you see girls who insult people anyhow, check out their mother. Maybe their mother was good at insulting people. And when their daughter was insulting, their mother they refused to tell them, don't insult people like that. Praise God. This is the problem. So there are many women in the world, but there are only few mothers. May you be among the mothers who are truly nurturing their families. Praise God. And you donate those children you have not nurtured to the society to help make the society a better place for all of us today. Praise God. Without good mothers, you cannot have a good society. Without what? Good mothers, you cannot have what? Good society. In other words, a society is a reflection of the quality of mothers in that society. A society is what? A reflection of the quality of mothers that we have in that society. May the Lord build you up. May the Lord engrace you. May the Lord enable you to be that responsible mother who will nurture the children, support the husband to fulfill all that God has ordained them to do. Praise the Lord. May you be a nurturer. Hallelujah. May you be a nurturer. May you be a vision runner. Vision runner with your husband. May you be a bottom supporter with your husband. May you remain the queen of the house. May you influence your family positively. And don't raise children that when David said, Lord, deliver me from strange children. May you not become a strange children. May you become a responsible child, even as you're nurtured by your mother. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. What are you? Say, I'm a responsible child. I'm nurtured by a responsible mother. And I also will nurture a resp responsible family. I will not be an absentee mother. I will not be an abusive mother. So help me God. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. 